0: Hey, listen, all you musicians out there that want to get your music placed on real Spotify or YouTube playlist for real streams and not some bullshit robot spins, go to yougrowpromo.com and use the promo code yougrowfullon to get 10% off your first campaign. We've tested this, and it actually works. I mean, if your band sucks, I can't help you there. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That that I can't help, but if you got some quality shit and you want to get it done, go to yougrow.com. And do use the you grow full on for an extra 10%, right, Damien?
1: That sounds good. You grow full on.
0: Yeah, you grow full on. That's <laughs> so
1: what does she that mean? said.
0: I don't know. I'm fucking I've never exa- had any problem with that. So I don't, you know.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't, hopefully, no one in this room has. I mean, everyone seems to be pretty young. Mm-hmm. Void Vader does all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Void Vader, very excited because um, one of our favorite bands here, one of my favorite bands personally, Void Vader, decided to stop by. Um, you guys have a new album coming out this week. So welcome, you guys.
3: Thank you. Hey, thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, Dad.
0: We have, who do we have here? We have Eric.
3: That's we me. We have Sam. right.
0: And Lucas. The gang's all here. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's Is, it. That's it. So the no drummer? Not currently. Yeah.
3: No, we don't have a drummer right now. We've been working with Joey. Uh, he's out on the East Coast. Joey DiBiase. That's who I saw. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What here in LA? Did we play with Joey? In LA?
4: Tim was saying it was a, a Viper Room show earlier. Yeah,
3: it couldn't have been. Yeah.
0: Oh, it wasn't Joey D.B.S.
4: We've,
3: We've had wasn't. a lot of fill in a lot of friends, a lot of fillin' drummers. That's a lot. That's it's like how Spinal Tap. Work. What's that? It's
0: like Spinal Tap. Yeah, since it I has was been. <laughs> since I was 15, bro. That's yeah. what it feels well, like. They're not dying. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're yeah, exploding they're, on stage.
5: <laughs> that would be a lot cooler. Actually, it would yeah. be a little more interesting. <laughs> right?
0: Exactly. So you guys have a new album coming out this week. Is it still called Great Fear Rising? That's it, oh, man. Yeah. That's nice, it. Nice. Where does that come from, that title?
2: Where does it come
5: from? I the, came up the, the times with well, they, they are changing. Yeah. And it was actually, I came up with a name before the pandemic. Um, you know, a lot of political tension that you could feel in the air. You know what I mean? So... um um I don't know, it just seemed like an appropriate album, especially considering, you know, the, the lyrics on the songs and yeah. that kind of stuff.
0: Is it is it socially conscious and political and
5: not really, no no I mean, it is it's more about like the the, the overall feeling of actually two thousand nineteen, believe it or not. Mm. And then what's interesting to me is that um, you know, after we wrote all those songs and we named the album, things got even worse with the yes. pandemic. So it was even even more fitting. Yeah. Um, not that it was a good thing, but um, it was kind of like interesting to see it happen that way.
0: So, so you guys wrote this this album before the shit show of twenty twenty. I mean, oh yeah, we did, yeah. And a lot of it probably still holds true. What, what mm-hmm. you wrote about, right?
3: Well, it did. It went from uh, ridiculous to absurd. Yeah. So in exactly. 2019, cancel culture had been coming up. If you remember the Me Too, that was the big news that year. And the year before was the Me Too issues. And then 2020 was the full-on shit show that was on multiple levels. So it was it was almost like a premonition. But it fit in 2019. Uh, we played our last show at the Viper Room on September 11th, fittingly enough. And uh, we stopped to write the record. Uh, we did it, completed it like right around winter, like I'd say I'd say it was like uh done in December.
4: Something yeah. like that. Because Joey we sent it to you know, all those tunes to Joey and then he was out here by February. The end of February
3: essentially. So it, January. January. It, was, it was
5: before it was before that tour that, you know, we, we only play five shows. The spring yeah. breakneck tour
3: of twenty twenty. Yeah. So that yeah, so for sure. Yeah,
0: it's I have that tour shirt, even though it never got well, thank here. You, thank you so much. <laughs> it's
3: kind of cool to have it because it's a
5: tour that kind Did. of didn't happen because like we only play five shows out of, what, 20? Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: exactly. And I, I bought that shirt, but it's like the L.A. date never happened. Oh. Yeah. No. That was going to be a sick show, too.
3: Oh, yeah, though. I think that was going to be Viper Room. Yep. And we were going to do an OC show or a Long Beach show as well. Uh,
4: yeah. Alex's Bar, I think. Oh, yeah.
3: cool. That was going to be a killer tour. We are <laughs> going to play... Um, St. Patrick's Day in New Orleans.
4: All those green baseball tees would have been gone for sure. It
5: was already going great. Like the five shows we had were incredible. We were like, "Oh my God, this is the best tour we've had so far." Yeah. And all of a sudden,
0: how does that? I mean, how does that happen? Like, or how does it feel? Like you guys are gaining momentum, right? And you know, you're putting out EPs and stuff. You're getting ready to put out your your full length. You're on this tour. It's going really well. Like just all rolling the way it's supposed to roll. And then, right. like everyone else though, it stops. And, yeah. it, and it must be hard for a band to be like, I need to push through this and not give up.
5: Right, well, it, it's, I think the most important thing is to stay active in whichever way you can. And mm-hmm. thankfully for us, we started recording, uh, well, yeah, we started working on this album before the pandemic, so by the time the pandemic hit, actually, we recorded drums before we went on tour because joey came here from the east coast we recorded drums and that was the the idea i know that he was going to record drums we're going to go on tour and then when we came back we were going to record the rest of the album Mm -hmm. which we did anyway you know what i mean so when we came back from that failed tour uh due to the pandemic we had something to do you know we're like oh we need to record an album anyway so that's what we did and you know and we did a few music videos and we use our time, you know, the best way possible, really.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think that's great. And you guys have a step up because we are looking at some things the other day and it's like bands like, oh, now that the pandemic's clearing, we're going to start recording our album. Like, what the fuck were you doing? You, you had a fucking year yeah, way too to late. work. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. And people wait. Like a lot of people were, were so ruled by, to me, I'm just going to say corporate media fear. And yeah. they just were afraid to go outside. They were afraid mm-hmm. to do anything. Like you obviously had to be smart. I'm not. You know, we, we've known some people that have had it um, and people in bands that have had it. And it was, it was serious shit for them.
3: Adrian, who's drumming with us for the next couple of <laughs> shows, he got it pretty early yeah. on, right? Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. Adrian was also in the video we did the other day.
3: How was he? How <laughs> oh, rad. Yeah, yeah. Small world. Uh, yeah.
0: Love it. He's a good dude. But
1: to that point that Tim was saying, you guys were always like super um, active, like on social media and stuff like that. So like your fans never had that drop off. Like you guys weren't playing you know, weren't finishing that tour, but, like, people got all kinds of music videos, and, like, I know Sam was doing a lot, like, pushing the band, and, I mean, I don't I don't know you guys as well as I know Sam, so I'm sure you guys are doing the same thing.
4: We, but. you know, we're all in a band together because uh, when things do get tough, you put your middle finger up and you do what you gotta do, you know what I mean? I don't think any of us got into rock and roll for what? for an easy ride, yeah. so it, yeah. when, you know, when a tour gets canceled, it's just, like, that it's the bigger obstacle versus all the ones we've seen, but like, tough shit, man. Let's you know. But that is that's the
0: spirit of rock and roll. And, you know what I'm and saying? And that's metal. why that's D says, what, says what he says. You know, it's because yeah,
4: somebody's got to do
1: it. You yeah. know, you guys, no, you guys are killing it, man. So
0: professionally, you guys remind. And this is gonna seem so way off, but hear me out. You guys remind me a lot of Cheap Trick, because when Cheap Trick well, got right signed on. back in the day, they had everything going already. It was easy for Epic to come in, and they were already rolling. They had their shit rolling. They had their merch going. They had everything. You guys have everything going. And like, if someone and I know you guys are with Ripple, and that's that's amazing. But at some point, someone's gonna get smart, and you guys are just gonna be ready to go. It's someone's gonna be like, it's gonna get smart. Yeah, <laughs> bring it on. Well, and
3: that being said, Todd, have, he's the first one. He's got vision, and he has faith in new music. Yeah, which is and that's great. what's really important about Ripple Music, and why we're working with them. Um, and Todd, specifically. And the other thing about this band, the reason that we didn't just sit back and wait to be told that it's okay to go play outside, uh, <laughs> we just have um, an attitude of, that, of, of doing it. You know, we definitely, we assessed what was going on, uh, made our own opinions, and determined what we felt uh, we'd do. And we didn't ask for people's permission. So yeah. we went ahead and kept kept moving. You know, we also played shows, Uh, during this time out in Arizona. You know, if things are shut down in California, we'll go to a different state where it's open.
0: Yeah, and that's what you have to do, man. You just have to go find it. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to get back to the new album, but for people that might not know the band, you know, if people are listening on the the East Coast or whatever, tell me a little bit, like, you're obviously from... Uruguay. Uruguay. Uh And then how do you... When do you come over here? Uh,
5: 2013.
0: Okay, so Lucas, the singer and guitar player, you're from Uruguay. I mean, when you're there... What's the music culture like? Do you, do you get is it tape trading still, or is it Maiden that turned everyone on to heavy metal? Or
5: what, what was the question? I'm sorry. What
0: what was it like for you growing up in Uruguay? Like, how do you discover heavy metal?
5: Okay, so I discovered rock first. Yeah. When I uh, I was at my grandparents' house and they had a record collection, and I guess one of my mother's cousin had some Kiss albums. There you and go. And I remember seeing Alive 2. And when I just saw that cover, uh, you know, I was a kid. I was like maybe eight, nine. Mm. I was like, what is this? (laughs) You know, because my mom and my dad would listen to the Beatles and, you know, a little bit of 80s music and stuff like that. But everything was very, um, like Elton John and the Beatles, like very just, you know, nice music, like nothing very threatening. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was the first time that I saw a band that I thought was threatening. That was was different to me, you know what I mean? And I'm like, holy shit, what is this? And I put on the record you know it blew my mind
0: it, it's so amazing like what year is this roughly i mean if you don't saying. Uh,
5: 96 which oh, is okay.
0: crazy because yeah. something that affected me i'm gonna age i'm gonna date myself the same way in 74 not that album but their their first album you got the same feeling 20 some years later that crazy th- that's the beautiful thing about rock and roll like it's always gonna be on the edge
5: uh huh. It yeah. just makes you feel a different way. Like you go through albums and all of a sudden you go, <gasps> this one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Makes you yeah. feel naughty. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> all right, so Kiss, obviously. So you that's a very American experience, you know, to right, be turned on right. by Kiss, which is great. Uh,
5: and then after that, you know, and, uh, I was big into Nirvana when I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, I listened to all the typical rock bands that you could listen to. And then, you know, getting older and playing shows back there, um, you know, you start seeing metal bands and you're like, oh, what is that? You know, metal. That, that sounds sick. And then you just get into it. Um, one of my first, uh, one of the first metal bands that I listened to was Metallica. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone gave me the right lightning album uh, and I loved it. Um, then I had an uncle that was into metal, too. Okay. And he would give me shit for listening to Nirvana. He would... Uh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I always tell this story, I hope it's not offensive, but he called me a fag. It's oh, okay. like, God, <laughs> no, that's some fag shit, you got to listen to this. And he gave me Pantera, Megadeth, um, Wasp. And he gave me a bunch of cassettes, <laughs> um, Testament, uh, what else, Slayer. Mm-hmm. And that was maybe 13, 14 at a time. Uh, and he gave me a bunch of cassettes and I remember listening to those cassettes and being like, holy shit, mm-hmm. what is this? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's
0: just so universal. What what volume, volume to me is universal. You know what I mean? For those people that get attracted to volume and things that are just overridden, like for me, we always talked about this. For me, it was growing up listening to the live Elvis at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. People don't think that's heavy, but that's some heavy shit because of the bass player and And the drummer and shit like that, you know what I mean. So you're getting the same thing there. But do you have the opportunities? You don't see these bands live. When's the first time you got to see like live rock and roll or live metal?
5: Uh, well, you know, we had you know our our little scene there. My first show was Eric Clapton when I was twelve. but you know, it's blues. Yeah, yeah. was my first metal show. It was, you know, local me- metal shows, really, and bands from Argentina. A lot of punk rock bands too, mm-hmm. from uh, from Uruguay and from Argentina. Yeah, a lot of festivals with a lot of Latin American bands. Um, what's the first American band that I saw? I think it was the um, <sighs> maybe Guns N' Roses, but like, but like the the weird version. Yeah, you the know? Buckethead version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back in like 2000 something.
0: I mean, the dude had fried chicken bucket on his head. That's <laughs> the weird version of Guns N' Roses, right? <laughs> yes.
2: And, uh, <laughs> so stupid.
0: <laughs> um, that's crazy, though. It, it's funny because you, you talk about like how punk grew there. Like, There's a couple bands that figured it out. Like When touring was a little bit down in the States, Iron Maiden was one of them. They went to Central and South America, and they dropped those eggs all over, yeah. And same with the Ramones, when the Ramones yeah. were only playing like... Hundred seaters here. They would go down to you know Central and South America and and just play these massive shows and yeah and it really a huge sticks.
5: influence to all punk rock bands in at least in my country and in, in Argentina. Um, so the Ramones are huge mm-hmm. where I come from. So that's why I'm such a huge fan. Not only because I love the Ramones, but because I love a lot of bands that that are very influenced by them. Yeah. So I grew up listening to a lot of uh, South American punk rock that was influenced by the Ramones. Okay. So it's all it's all kind of mixed up in a weird way, but um, so a little bit of punk rock and a little bit of metal, yeah. kind of like we are. You know? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And that's I think, and we'll get to this, but I think the influences you guys have is what makes you guys really, really stand out. I mean, uh, music wise, like I said, obviously you know Ripple's figuring it out, but but like once people hear this and figure it out and get smart, they're gonna get blown away because there are so many different influences to your music and it really really sticks out. So. So you're so that's you. And then, Eric, you're actually from the Detroit area. first. Yeah,
3: I'm from the Midwest. I moved out here about 11 years ago and I had been tooling around out there for a while trying to make things happen. And I'd hit a brick wall real fast. And and I I couldn't get a band that wanted to tour, even though uh, Detroit is a great place because you're, you're close to so many great cities like Cleveland's like two and a half hours away. Chicago is like four hours away, et cetera, et cetera. But the mentality wasn't there, mm-hmm. and, I, and I could only take it so far. And I did a long-distance – this is like right at the early days of YouTube and a long-distance guitar audition for a band called White Wizard okay. that I found through Craigslist. And I, I hit the Craigslist uh, because I was looking to see what else was out there.
0: Cruising dudes. <laughs> what? And, uh <laughs> <you> know,
3: <laughs> You know, multitasking, if you will, <laughs> in between sessions.
2: Just and, fucking with and, you. And, and uh,
3: yeah, man, it was a wild time. We all remember it. And like, how uh, <laughs> do you think you. we met? <laughs> but yeah, dude. Also, oh, so anyway, like I um, did a YouTube audition because I was still in the Detroit area. And they're like, that's great. And, and, uh, and I got the gig with White Wizard, and that was a band on E Rake Records, did an album called Over the Top with nice. them. And then um, that went south. And, uh, and then I later joined a band called Gypsy Hawk. That was around 2011 out here in L.A. once again, you know, and uh, was with them for about three years. Yeah, three years. We put out a record on Metal Blade called Revelry and Resilience. Really great record as well. Mm-hmm. And then that, that shit the bed. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a... So, um, back to square one, if you will. Got to start over. Got to get involved with a bunch of bands. And, uh, by the way, I'm just ranting. Is this, is this <laughs> where are we going with this? How we, I got in the band? I <laughs> yeah, eventually. Now, eventually I yeah. My just life story. the Eric
4: Kluver story. Yeah, we're just
0: trying to figure out who's who. What's what? Oh,
3: yeah, man. So, yeah, I'm from Detroit. I guess that was the original question. That's yeah. all you asked. Yeah, that's all you right. You all you you, asked, you, you, could
5: have, you could have just said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy well, shit. Are you yeah, a sp- yeah,
3: from are Detroit?
0: <laughs> are you a Sparty or a Wolverine?
3: Oh, God, man. He's a
0: Jaegermeister.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? No, my, my parents went to U of M, actually. All right, my there you go. My aunt and uncle went, were Spartans. Oof. So it's definitely, well, I, I guess I'm going to say uh, Wolverine.
0: All right, there you <laughs> go. That's the right answer, everyone, on this podcast. Okay. Go Blue. <laughs> Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, you know that you had that. That it's funny because you seem like the kind, and obviously you are too, that's driven. And that's the problem right now with, with bands of today. They don't have the drive. They they to be in a band and to make it, you have to be outside of your comfort zone, literally all the fucking time. I mean, there's no. So I've managed bands that I know I've pushed too hard because I thought they were old school and that's how you do it. You know what I mean? You just yeah. keep pushing, pushing, and you can't like. Some people don't want to sleep on floors. Some people don't want to, you know, eat ketchup packets for lunch or whatever it's well, going to no take. no one you does. Know? <laughs> I'll sleep on floors, but give me something else besides ketchup. Well, <laughs> I mean, you can, you can, I'm just saying, like, the, those are extreme situations, but that's the truth. Like, yeah. you have to be outside. You have to be away in a, in a rainstorm or a snowstorm away from your family and all of your comforts of home just to play the almighty rock and roll, man.
5: But it's not extreme if you think about it. A lot of people on this planet, that's their reality every day. You know, they sleep that's on a, the floor.
2: But see, that's a
0: great point. And you know that because you have this world view. Like, people from this country don't really understand that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like people here... They think they're poor if they have an iPhone fucking nine or something I like noticed that. <laughs> that. I <laughs> notice that I
5: notice that people throw in the word "I'm poor" around, and I'm like, "You don't know what poor looks like." Exactly. <laughs> I
4: obviously, a, I <laughs> yeah. run all of Voidvader's everything off an iPhone eight, so yeah, it's all yeah. awesome. good. <laughs>
0: that classic. Um, but that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, you guys have the drive that it takes, because and and you can't stop. You either, <clears throat> you know, there was a point when people were in a band because that's all they could do. They they wouldn't be able to do anything else in life. They had to be in a band. They had to play music, and they had to just keep going. And I, I get that sense from you guys all the time. I know I talk to you, Sam, more yeah, than anyone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it, from, from what I get from you guys, like, this is all or nothing. And you got to respect that. You know what I mean? And it comes through in the music. So, Well,
3: that's great. Yeah, it's a lust for adventure, and you have to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, I think you're going to have a really bad time, and, and it sure as fuck doesn't pay anything. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's going to be over really quick,
0: but not to sound like a, like a horrible greeting card, but you can't, yes, there's, you're not going to put money in your pocket, but, but the experiences that go in your head and your heart, you'll never forget. I mean, it's, it's no, still it's the best it. thing. I mean,
3: it's, it really is a way of life. I mean, to me, this is what people are like. You can't buy this. That's no. what's so funny. Yeah, but people try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but okay, yeah, it doesn't. Do. That's a, that's a canned vacation. That's an all inclusive Cancun uh, like hotel. Yeah. That's not the real deal. And by going out and getting in the van and and fixing it up and hoping it's gonna get you to the next town and all the adventures that go along with it that you cannot even predict or write. Yeah. That's that's you can't you can't fake that. You gotta go through it one way or another. Yeah. uh, We did that step by step, by the way. You know, we, we didn't just like go out of the okay. gate like back in the day it kind of seemed like if you got in into uh, like a signed record deal all of a sudden you're being shot out opening for motley crew or accept yeah. or what happened <laughs> they're totally different like this is small it started baby steps um seven week tour two week tour month long tour uh whole usa yeah and then it so it was just it was just not like it's not just natural but um we passed the test you know yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, my favorite is when you have these bands like oh, you know, the label, the the major label, I didn't make any money. Yeah, that's where you're fucking, that's why you have a tour bus and all that shit. You know what I mean? They're crying poor, but they decided to do it that way. They don't know what it's really like. You know, there's yeah. been so many bands that have, Oh, we're on a major label. And, oh, they took all my money. I didn't make anything from this. I'm like, well, yeah, dummy, you made the wrong decisions. Yeah. You know.
5: And I mean, they they spent a bunch of money on you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, ex- all that stuff is expensive.
2: Exactly. It's, yeah,
0: and that's what it is. But they don't. They never understand that. It, but it's it's like literally over and over. It's the same story. You know what I mean? And yeah, you've
2: heard it's that a story a million story. times. Yeah, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> Another <laughs>
0: true sad Hollywood story. Yeah. Yes. And then, so how does the band get together? So you're out here you're out here uh-huh. do you guys meet first or
2: yeah. yeah
5: Eric and I met first I was playing with some guys that I that I met because I was uh I was playing with nobody at that point because uh, the band that I that was playing with broke up so you know I started jamming with this band and um, uh, I guess Eric was friends with uh, with the drummer and one day he invited Eric to come over and I remember the drummer he was like hey Lucas uh, my friend Eric's gonna come jam with us and I'm like okay great cool you know like it was nothing serious at the time. It's not yeah. like we had a. It's not like we had a project of like, oh, let's you know, let's, let's start a band and mm-hmm. ma- try to make it or anything. It was very lighthearted, very like casual, and same style though. <coughs> uh, no, it was a little bit more uh, like like '90s rock. Um, Good Charlotte. <laughs> no, not the control, no. like No, alternative grungy. A little grungier. Like oh, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> dude. I know. Uh, maybe more like Song Garden, something like that, um, with a little bit of metal. Um, but then you know, he showed up and we started trading licks. And you know, we look at each other, uh, at each other, and we're like, "All right, yeah, then, yeah. we're we're
3: clicking."
0: So you come from a band that two bands that had albums out, and yeah. then then you meet Lucas. Yeah. But you know right away, right?
3: Well, I know that Lucas is a great player. And, like, right away, just like Lucas said, it was a real casual thing. Come on out if you're not doing anything. This is my friend Joey at the time, Mm -hmm. who, uh, a different Joey. Not DiBiase. Not DiBiase, right. But um, he invited me to come out, and I was in between bands, and I always just try and get as busy as possible to see what might work. And it it was as simple as that. And the fact that it was so casual, like, I didn't have to, like, sign on the dotted line, or uh, it, it wasn't instantly running at full speed. It was like really simple to show up jam with Lucas but but we definitely like now Lucas is like I was like wow this guy's really good and by the way most rock and roll quote unquote jam sessions are terrible oh <laughs> you know, yeah you know you get up there it's just noise it's like, who's who's out of tune Yeah, you know you're getting lost you're just looking at each other
0: it usually starts in A and then you run out of room and then it's <laughs> odd to go to E or so. it's just always <laughs> you weird you can
5: only play so many pentatonic licks in A <laughs> exactly
0: oh, oh I, I can go forever on pentatonic <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> playing frontwards backwards that's all I can well, do well it's on it's on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah All right. And then, so you guys start forming your thing, and eventually, Sam comes in. This is
3: Sam, real quick. I mean, go for yeah, it. That's a whole story in itself. And now let me tell it to you. Uh, we needed a bass player, and it became apparent that um, the guys that we first started with, and this is how bands roll, it. Was moving towards a direction that um, we needed a different drummer and a different bass player. Yeah, they just yeah.
5: couldn't handle the, what we were going for, basically.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the band had shifted direction, and uh, and we were working. One, with... one one interesting thing that happened is that the first show we played
5: with Eric, uh, we played upstairs at the at the Rainbow, mm-hmm. and Ulrich Wilde was there, and that was oh, the wow. first show we played. And I, I met Ulrich that night, and uh, he would say "Hey." do you guys want me to produce you? Like, just for a show. Like, yeah. you have someone like that that's worked with Deftones, Pantera, yeah, yeah. White Zombie, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but let me get a new drummer and a new bass player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because this ain't gonna, this ain't gonna work. Um, and then a few months later, we recorded with Ulrich.
0: It's amazing.
3: But we still hadn't had Sam. And, and Ulrich um, had suggested Sam. He was still in legal tender. And he wasn't available. Simple as that, you know? Yeah. I was, I was aware of Sam as well. It's funny, like, he was, like, this, like, legend in the scene. Um, I My previous <laughs> bands had played with his band, and then I think that we did a show with a band that he was filling in with at
4: Loaded. Uh, Art of Shock played yeah. with Void Vader. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: So, oh, and that, that side room at, at Loaded. Yeah. I missed that room. Oh, my yeah. God. That was place great. was a fucking party. And yeah. I wasn't even
4: 21. <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> So so at this point is the band void is it called void Vader? Yeah, it Okay, is where does where does that come from?
5: Uh, that's pretty funny. Like it, it's such a weird name. Yeah. Uh I was living in an apartment and like I said, um you know, when we first started this band, it was not like a big deal. Uh, and I was living in an, an apartment where uh, the elevator didn't work. So void elevator oh, void Vader. Nice. It's it's kind of silly, but you know. Yeah, well that's but one very thing Bill that's interesting, pad. one thing that's interesting is that you know like I started looking up the name and there was nothing like it. And I'm like, you know what? Better than be called Black something or, you know, War something or whatever. You know what I mean? Or something that's a wizard something. Mm. You know what I
0: mean? Metal names are the worst. Well, that's that's what what I'm (laughs) saying. I just (laughs) don't (laughs)
5: want a a cliche name, uh, just like I don't like cliche lyrics. You know what I mean? You know, like. It's, It's a
1: good name. You'll definitely remember that. Yeah. Well, and
5: that's that's all a name needs to be. And sometimes people give me shit about the name, and I'm like, okay, I think a name is what you associate it with. Yes. So if I told you I was gonna name my band um, the, Red Hot, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> and you didn't, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers didn't exist, you would be like, you're crazy. Yeah. Or or, or Kiss dumbest.
0: or Cheap Trick or Queen. Like yeah, it's you. You're right. You have to make the name what it is. And you guys have definitely made it your own. You know what I mean? Like, there's no mistaking that, which is great. So, does
3: not. It sticks out. It rolls off the tongue. And it does sound like a hard rock metal band. It does. Well. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a blues band. Yeah. Right.
0: You don't even question, like, what Vader is, to be honest with you. You just hear Void Vader and it sounds good together. Yeah. Sort of like Sam Harmon.
2: <laughs>
0: <heard much so. laughs> speaking of Sammy which, speaking of, like that segue. <laughs> if
5: it was <laughs> Sam, Sam Sharman. <laughs> Back to the original <laughs> question. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so when I, I first saw Sam at a jam night, and he was wearing an Iron Nut shirt. Iron Nut is a band that Eric started where he played bass and sang. And I'm okay. like, oh, look at that guy. He has an Iron shirt. And I was on my way out. And I was like, huh, look at that dude. He's wearing an Iron Nut shirt. Cool. And I left. <laughs> 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 uh, but then he said later on that that same night he saw me play, and he was like, oh, look at that guy. He, he can fucking shred. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then how, how did it happen? Did you...
3: Well, we had, had that douchebag in the band. All right, that left because he wouldn't do an out-of-town show on a weekday. Wow. Going back to that's what you were, we're t- saying, yes. yeah, that's you know exactly what, I mean?
5: what People we're talking with no about. Drive whatsoever, yeah. and then you know, well, well, you can't be in a band with us because we're we're going for it. Yeah, and um, so we played one show, one show at Skinny's in North Hollywood, where um, Eric played bass. Okay, Herman was on drums. And I play guitar by myself, and I play all his parts. Oh, nice! It was brutal. It yeah, was yeah. brutal. I, I don't bet. know. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to play, all, and I had like a, like one of those camper amps. So I had to, all the harmonies. I have to set patches with all oh. the harmonies and do it and just be. I was tap dancing, <laughs> playing solos. <laughs> like look singing. at that guy. <laughs> uh, it went pretty well, yeah. but he was there and he saw that show. And I talked to him after, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, I'm down to jam. Let's do it. Let's do it." He was super like determined. I was yeah. so like he stood surprised there front and it.
3: center by. Him himself with of his course he folded.
0: did <laughs> that's every time i turn around that's what he's doing but what i, what you I gotta liked- pay it forward man i know what it feels like when everybody's at the back
4: so. oh the worst and but, talking
5: but I, I liked it because it was not like the typical la thing where you feel like you're talking to a hot chick and she's like "Ah, oh, well maybe maybe we'll do it maybe not yeah, like, yeah he yeah. was like no we're, we're doing this when when do we rehearse yeah. uh next next Tuesday. okay i'll be there Fantastic! Like that. And, and Fantastic that point Sam. On, yeah. 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 you Fantastic know what it is. Sams.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. A week later, I call him. Uh, I
0: call him Sammy Hollywood. <laughs> uh, he's a hustler, dude. Like I've, I've, thirty years of watching hustlers and being one myself. Sam is a hustler. I love it. That's why yeah. Sam and I get along. Sammy Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about you, Sam. What's going on?
4: Uh, I'm ready for this record to come out. I'm ready to hit the road again, and um we'll probably have some pastrami later today no uh (laughs) yeah dude no uh joining this band has been everything and more you know this is kind of all i've ever wanted so to be with uh like-minded people in this way is that's all that's all i want so it's uh guys that make it easy not hard you know because it's not supposed to be that way like we all just want to do the same thing so this uh this record is definitely an example of that you know we're talking about how uh the uh the band name and the logo like it's it's not, it's becoming unmistakable unmistakable so like i just they're hype, both right and you know looking at, at look, just looking at the <laughs> records like it's like it's so it, I would fucking buy this in a store so I'm yeah. hoping that translates you know
0: that's the key, man when it comes to this music that's such an important key we've talked about it on this podcast like when the first Iron Maiden album came out I only bought it for what it lo- not only the cover but when you turned it over. Like I'm gonna like the way this this thing sounds. Like so that artwork and still in the heavy world is still very, very important. You know what I mean? I mean it was important for Voivod, it's important for everyone. Like that's some serious shit. So I'm glad you guys take all of that's the thing about you guys. And you guys do the same thing in Raptors. You guys take every aspect of it, song titles, album names, artwork. You guys look like a band. Like that shit's so important, you know. Maybe it's it's lost some of the importance over time on the surface, but deep down, it really, it really matters.
3: Yeah. I think to be taken seriously, you have to have all of the angles. And that being said, they're not necessarily all going to happen at the same time, but over time you acknowledge them or you notice them as a band, as you see other bands live, or you look at other bands records. And I didn't really even think of how important that particular font was or the song Mm -hmm. titles, et cetera. This band has a different graphic layout than that. What's normal and uh, it does add up, and especially for longevity. If you don't want to just be a flash in the pan um, where people are going to uh, get get a piece of merch or get your record and, and uh, collect it and it become part of the collector's market because there's actual substance to it.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about Great Fear Rising. Um, that album comes out this Friday. I don't know when this is going to air, but it'll air before then, so let's just right on. It comes out. Uh, April 23rd. Then, April 23rd. I'm, I'm very excited. Like... I have, I'm going to say, be honest, I have heard it, um, but I will buy it. Um, That's very nice of you, sir. Of course. I, I'm, I'm one of those. I come I from, the,
1: the,
4: internet.
0: No, I come from <laughs> the label world, so I really, I lo- I'm old school. I love release dates. If, if there's a band coming out or like, you know, Thursday night at, at 1030, I'm on band camp seeing what's coming out the next day so I can buy everything I want to buy on, but, on um, at midnight. Um, so what's going to be the, the feature track off this? The
4: feature track? Well, uh, we've got three tracks already out. I Can't Take It, I Want More, and the title track, Great Fear Rising. Uh I think that title track is uh is gonna be the the most uh, I don't know, fucking a I think it's gonna kick everybody's ass. I think that's the one that's gonna
1: with Damien. I was like, dude, this sounds like it'd be in the intro of a Terminator movie. Right on. <laughs> hey, we're we're gonna play that right now. Yeah,
2: that
0: intro riff. Yeah. Like you guys own your publishing? Yes.
1: Right? yes yeah. that's the that's
4: the deal With that's the deal is we yeah, keep the yeah, rights yeah. but we split profits on the distro with ripple okay so yeah.
0: we're gonna we're gonna play the title track right now great uh, and if ripple comes after me we're gonna fist fight Meaning <laughs> nah
4: well we're not gonna fight about there's there won't be no fighting i'll tell you that right now <laughs> your boy will smooth it over all right, uh, all right. yeah sammy
0: hollywood <laughs> all right this is void vader and great fear rising Fuck, that was brilliant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that intro riff is sick.
0: Yeah, yeah. So is there still MacGyver's mullet on this album? Fucking ain't right. All right. What's, what's going on with that?
1: Well, that
5: is um, it's a song that Eric wrote. And um, I don't know. He had that idea for a, for a little while. And I remember going through all of our ideas. And I'm like, Eric, we have something here. This is cool. Work on it. Let, let's mm-hmm. make a song out of this. And uh, he, he sings the song, too. Yeah. So that's not me on vocals.
3: Yeah, normally if I have something like that, I'll present it, I'll demo it rough, which can be quite funny, and then send it to uh, to Lucas, and he makes it a real song. Yeah. But for this particular track, uh, MacGyver's Mullet, he's like, Eric, I, I'm hearing your voice on it. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm just going to hang back and play guitar, man. It's cool, actually, to have a song where the lead singer can... Rock out for a bit, yeah, you know? Yeah, Rest of yeah. the Yeah, it's
0: a, it's fun to...
3: And to see him like, get so happy that he just has to play guitar is actually... Hilarious. Well, it's a lot <laughs> off Lucas's
0: shoulders, man. You know what I mean? Well, I it's
3: because you... I'm, like, I'm
5: stuck. I'm like chained to the microphone, you know, when I'm playing guitar. And I'm a hyperactive person, so I need to move. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I love that part of the show. And it's not like I don't like singing. I love it. But when he, when he sings that song, I get to, you know... Express myself fully. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome.
0: What what is like the songwriting process? Like that's obviously a a different case, but just take a basic song like Void Vader songwriting process.
5: Uh, Normally the process goes like this. I, I write, you know, the songs at home, but. I don't I don't finish him so like I will write the the parts for example I is have it a, a riff
0: first does it start with a riff riff
5: and I put some vocals like and you, it's usually a melody and I just you know it's just talk nonsense like it's not even real words it's kind of the vowels that I want to hear
2: mm-hmm.
5: uh, so I will have like a verse a chorus and a pre-chorus or whatever the the structure is going to be but I have like three four parts for a song. And uh, sometimes, you know, the songs are pretty much finished, but sometimes they're not. And whatever I have, I bring it to rehearsal and then we try it together. And then together we kind of mold it and like change things around and and, and they'll write their own parts. They add to it. Mm -hmm. Like an example, Griff, Rising, for example, that intro. Bah, 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 bah. That's all I had, and it was like a minute of just that. Mm-hmm. Bah, bah, bah. And I sent it to Eric, and he's like, "That's good, but like, we got, let me, let me, let me change it a little bit." And he added some harmonies and like make it, yeah. Yeah, made it better. You know what I mean? I so, uh, but sometimes, like uh, on this album, for example, he wrote two songs on the album. You know, which in previous albums I wrote all of it. Yeah. Um, so th- there's not really a. <laughs> Uh, a formula that we follow it's kind of whatever happens happens uh for the most part it's been just me writing all the basic parts and bringing them to rehearsal and then yeah. we sort it out like that
0: i think it's huge that that everyone works together because i mean sam and i were talking the other day like i've always said you guys are and i'm gonna really date myself but you guys have parts that remind me of like a band april wine or thin Lizzy. There's some cool shit. And it like when you guys do some dual guitar stuff, it's it's more like those bands because it doesn't go on forever like Iron Maiden. You know what I mean? There's no galloping and that kind of shit that I get in, get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it but it works and it's impactful. You know, and then you mentioned like there's some like turbo negro on this album. For sure. And it is, you know what I mean? And you can really hear that there's there's multiple people adding to the to the to the, the meal and it's yeah. and it's huge and that's what makes you guys stand out.
5: I think if I was one of those guys that writes a song and then it's like okay you're gonna play this, you're gonna play that, uh uh-uh, you we're gonna do my way because I wrote it, I, I don't think the songs would be as good.
0: No, it it would sound like Megadeth and yeah. it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Dave.
3: Oh that's right you don't we're gonna have to talk about that later man. I love Megadeth
0: <laughs> Oh I got stories.
3: <laughs> but um the other thing there's there's so many angles to it. So everyone in the band is a competent musician. And there's there's a, a trust and a faith for everyone to articulate their own part. right. So it'll start off with a, a rough sketch on a, on a drawing board. But there's there's no strict rules. And if there were, like if this was a band like here's your part, play it then I wouldn't give a fuck. M- not in a malicious way, but it'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, so my creativity channel, I'm not going to put energy into something that's going to go nowhere. I will be a robot and play my part. Uh, 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 uh. And and I don't think that's a, well, that's one way of doing things. I don't think it's a good way at all. No, because <laughs> like, you'd
5: feel like you're not a crucial, uh, integral part of the band. Like you would feel like anyone the job. guitar could replace you. Those you know bands I mean? don't last. Yeah. yeah, yeah if you're and then, just a hired gun. On this band, it's like, you know, if, if, I, if I don't have Sam and Eric, like then the sound is going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? And exactly. It's going to be different. Yeah.
0: I mean? That's why I, I stopped playing in bands, too, because I got to a point where <laughs> Ian, who you met, Sam, mm-hmm. we had a band that was doing our thing, and it kind of split up. And the next, I didn't have the energy to start over and do it the way you guys are doing it. So all that was left was to be that hired gun and that's that's just not my my cup of meat because yeah. it's just not what I want to do, you know what I mean? It's just like I agree with you Eric, like you got to feel a part of it, you know what I mean? You don't have to have all the credit, even the songwriting credit, but just if you have some riffs in there, some parts, it just helps. It just helps.
3: It does and that encourages everyone to be a part of it as well and that's why the songs turned out the way they are.
2: Mhm. Yeah. This
3: I'm,
4: I'm this like, record is like the truest representation of uh of us are void Vader, i feel you know what i mean as far as so like, far so, so far, far yes up to date with yes. the time stamp as of april 23rd you know 2021 uh just cuz we've had so much more time since uh stranded to to get to know each other you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we uh a lot more time to smell each other's farts and shit like that Jeez, in the van you know waste. and that just nice. you we're li- our each other's dna is ingrained in each other at this yeah. point just you know you Our brains are... And you know what I mean? It's just it's that's how yeah, it, it it's feels. Like you after know? you
5: tour with, with with people for like two years, you hate them.
2: You know? <laughs> yeah.
5: No, that's that's the incredible thing. We don't, you know what I mean. Not you yeah, would... but you will, and then then
0: eventually you'll get to respect them again. It's just it's
4: just at natural. that point, <laughs> I'll happens. I'll take the the tour bus and a pay cut if it means we get to still jam, you know what I mean? If it means own everybody's own got us their space yeah. and we can come back what, and it's it, you know up and what down? I mean. <laughs> Whatever's gonna make it,
0: you know. Tom Morello on your own tour bus and then no, 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 no! I meant war for oil. tour
4: bus. I meant to travel more luxuriously, therefore hopefully oh, yeah. alleviating the oh, that, uh, no, the, the resentment. It's the worst. That's where my head was at. Um, I didn't mean just my tour I'll, bus. I'll I'd be the that. guy that's in like the Acura Integra and be like, "You guys go ahead, it's fine." In like the big fighter jet or some shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, was there ever a point like during the whole? God, I hate to call it the quarantine. So I'm just gonna say the whatever the lockdown. Yeah um that you guys re wanted to rethink the album or you're like fuck it we have it it's good just like i know sometimes damien and i do a lot of creative stuff together and i'm always like oh maybe we can do this and he has to be like just stop you know what i mean we got to get
4: out of our own our own way yeah
5: at some point you stop improving it and you are just changing it into something different that is not necessarily better yeah
2: you know we are
4: done with this album you know as far as like this is what it sounds like you know uh we were just talking about earlier, December, January of 29, December, 2019, January, 2020. And we knew we had like, this is it, bro. Like we knew that the, they, these songs were solid and we were, you know, at this point we were almost sitting on it for a full year. Plus almost a year and a half. Just like, you know, yeah. when I started coming in again and was like, dude, I wish we could have released it already. Yeah. But once the day got pushed, you know, it's yeah. so, but we've known like, like this has been it for, for a while.
0: Yeah. The video is great. I mean, the, the, the whole thing is like, you ever see that it happened a couple of years ago where some lady tried to re restore this famous photo of or painting of Jesus. And it uh-huh. looked like an acorn by the end of it. Cause they just <laughs> kept working and working yeah. and working. You just got to let it be sometimes. Yeah. I'm so guilty of, and Damien helps me with that because I'm just like, oh, we can do this, we can do this, but it must have been hard to to be sitting on this album, and not being able to tour it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have this amazing—it's an amazing album, and I, everyone that's listening, you, you got to buy this thing. It's it's out today. We're gonna say it's out today because I'm sure. it's yeah, might go as red. well be. It's uh, it is, I mean, is out yeah, well there's a full stream of Eric. it. There's a f- yeah.
4: Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> <concussion> for Eric.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it, Eric Kluber's gonna bang his head again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah,
0: you're bam. Yeah. Bam, yeah, you bam. all right, dude?
4: Lamb, Lamb, Lamb. Just got a full stream of it in the states, and then there's another blog that's streaming it in Belgium. I saw today. I've oh, been. Really? Cool. We got some reviews on Twitter already and shit. Nice. I, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna read them right now, but we can okay. check them all out. Yeah, it's dope. It's
0: dope. Yeah. yeah.
3: But we've also um, been pretty much a DIY project and we have to work within our budget and reality. So there's not an infinite budget to to redo things. Things have to be recorded quickly. Um, There is a little bit of experimentation in the studio, but by and large, we come in. And we have a set agenda of what to knock out that day. And then the whole rest of the year was all the the rest of the steps from the mixing mastering. So that's the audio side done. But then the graphic layout, as you were talking about, figuring out what to put on the cover. Mm -hmm. And I tried something that didn't work out and and going back and forth. And that's what's been uh, um, taking up all our time. So to go back and rechange things would be uh, impossible. So we're always working with what we have to work with. But it has been really tough not pl- not playing shows although we did a couple one-offs in arizona but that's been really that has been very strange and and like as a yeah. band like we're pretty consistently practicing like two two days a week and then some yeah and to, to take that out from under you it's it's it, you don't feel i didn't feel like a musician for a little bit yeah. yeah it's kind of depressing
4: it's <laughs> yeah. part of your routine you know what i mean it's just you do all this bullshit all day long but you know nine o'clock you're gonna be at least back then in this neighborhood, you know, our rehearsal yeah, space like was know, so. right off Sherman Way and Atoll. Uh, yeah, it's just that that was the uh, pff, let it all out, bro. You know what I mean? So so we're stoked to be to be playing again May 1st in Santa Ana at uh, at Stages, which used to be a club called Malone's that, you know, I've been playing since I was 19. Wait,
0: when is this? May 1st, baby. Oh, ah, nice. Baby. Yeah. If I'm in. T- oh, fuck. Yeah. Really? Yes, sir. That's uh, why I'm screaming about it. Tell I can tell. You know. My ears are like very happy now. Yeah, man. Um, so, where'd you guys record it, the new album? So drums uh, uh, in
4: Hermosa Beach. Yeah. At... Now,
5: I've seen that. You guys have some Pennywise stuff in here. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a studio called uh, Screaming Leopard. Hmm. Um, and I think this one of those guys is. Fletcher is
0: a part owner. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Fletcher is the shit. I
4: love yeah. that guy so. So we much.
5: recorded drums there, um, and then for guitars, uh, bass, and vocals. We went with Michael Spritzer from Devil Driver, mm-hmm. guitar player. He's a friend of mine, and um, and he's a really good engineer, and he's a guitar player. Okay. And I wanted a guitarist to record it, cause I, you know, like, I don't know. I just it's very for, for this album, I was like, I want a guitar player that can record this. And, and he has a studio at his home, and it's a very nice studio that he has. And uh, so that was perfect. Uh, that went very well. And uh, and then Nick Belmore, uh, things, um, and Dee Snyder, Toxic Holocaust uh he plays drums okay but he's a great engineer great uh mixer master engineer so that was through joey and that was through joey because that's his friend
4: okay he's he's back east in connecticut so that's how they know
5: each other yeah so uh so we sent him the tracks and it it, it, and this is the way i like it to go when i send um, a mixing engineer my tracks i want them to give me something that makes me think is that us yeah, that sounds awesome. I don't want to be like, oh, maybe change this. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, and go back and forward a million times. I hate that. I can't. Once yeah. that happens, I know that it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, he sent me the tracks and I'm like, this is amazing. Thank you. Uh, we're done. <laughs> you it's know?
0: it's very smart that you like, I want a guitar player. I mean, that's such a huge thing and it really sticks out. I mean, going back to Kiss, they used to use Bob Ezrin and he doesn't know rock and roll, even though he did Alice Cooper and so many, you know, Ursa major and all these great rock and roll albums, but he comes from like an orchestra type mind and piano. So things didn't rock with him. You know what I mean? Like right. there's cool songs, you know, God of thunder is a great song or, or whatever flaming youth, but it just didn't rock like kiss alive did, or even Dress to kill before that. So I think what you you're saying, like I wanted a guitar player to do it cause they do get it. They know what you're looking for. Cause that's gotta, I mean, if music is, is a fucking jet or an airplane, like the guitar is the engines. I mean, it. that's got to uh-huh. be there. It, it doesn't yeah, fly without it. it.
5: It's easier to communicate things with another guitarist that yeah. can understand and also to keep you in check when you're playing because th- he's a really good guitarist. Yeah. um So if I was playing something and it, w- and it wasn't super tight, he'd be like, I'll do that again. Do it, do it one more time. Do it again. Do it again. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he would push <laughs> me like that uh, to, to get better takes. Yeah, uh, and if I'm hearing something, or if I want a certain tone, I can, I can, and I can express it to him, and he'll get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also, I worked with him before when I used to be in Heaven Below with Patrick Anderson, his lead, of force guitarist. I was in a band with him, and I recorded with Mike a few times. And I remember liking recording with him because that's also important. Like the the kind of vibe that you have with the engineer, and you, you gotta feel comfortable. Uh, it's like a chemistry thing that yeah. you have with people. You know what I mean? And I, I remember really being really comfortable recording recording with him so and these songs were a lot heavier uh more metal than our previous uh songs so um it just made perfect sense because you know he's a devil driver yeah <laughs> they're fu- they're super heavy so yeah, i'm yeah. like mm, a metal guitarist i'm like mike 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 let's let's work with mike they just made perfect sense and
3: you know
0: yeah that's great and um, what do you what's your setup eric
3: well, on the album, it's just one of, it's my guitar. You know, yeah. I, uh, this record I played my last poll. Um, I play ESPs now. Um, but live, I have a Marshall JCM 800 that I've had for like 20 years. It's from 1987. Um, it's a two channel. It's, it's a great, it has a little bit more gain than a typical one. I, someone did a little like voodoo match. Yeah, it's a hot great rod. sounding head. I yeah. like his head a lot. It's awesome. You got to keep
0: that forever then.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's a different one. Exactly. I mean, it, it, you, you put it against another one and they will sound different. It has more meat. That's great. And uh, a, a simple, like I, I don't uh, use any pedals in front. So I plug right in, into the amp and then we use boost for our solos, which are the boss EQ pedals. That's in the effects loop. And then I occasionally use a delay, but I gotta be honest, no, I'm noticing it just muddies things up it's the delay is mostly for um, like harmonies and things like mm-hmm. that I and mean, there's a little pad but when you're, you're I, I find that it just muddies things up during solos. so pretty simple and to the point
5: yeah
0: how about you Lucas
3: uh
5: well for the album we use a lot of Mike's gear because he has a lot of amps and that was another thing that was Gattles. great about working with him he had a million pedals, a million different heads so we would like go through you know different heads for different parts of the song and stuff like that. Um, live, I'm using a Gibson, um, Explorer, um, and I have a Marshall Silver Jubilee, okay. uh, which is more like a rock amp. Uh, but I, I have, um, a tube screamer that I put in front of the amp.
0: Oh, Ibanez uh, tube screamer? Yeah, yeah. The 808. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Um, so that, you know, that's enough gain, you yes. know, because yes, what <laughs> I'm looking for, um, uh, live, it's clarity. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for like a specific... Type of sound like, um, well, when you think of metal, you think of that scooped, heavy, like kind of. Yeah, but but it doesn't sound real, right? But I've noticed that live, that tone sometimes is very hard to understand what the person's playing. Yeah, and I've noticed that you know, watching other bands and myself playing through amps like that. Yeah, so I kind of switched to a more rock amp. But with you know and a little bit extra distortion with the with the tube screamer because I want to understand every single thing that I'm doing. I want to hear everything. Yeah. You know, so it's not the heaviest sounding amp, but it's it, you will you will hear what I'm playing. You know, yeah. and that, that's the most important thing.
0: Well, even like <clears throat> again going back to Kiss, like even back in the day, they would just use Fender uh Champs behind their huge Marshall oh, stacks. I didn't know you know, that. Yeah, just for those exact reasons. You know, and when you try to like a lot of these pedals nowadays just sound so processed just to get heavy. And it's just, Mm -hmm. I remember when SOD came out, like, you know, Ian, Ian Shipley, Mm -hmm. who, you know, Sam, like we, we knew the anthrax dudes back then, and we couldn't figure out how they were getting that guitar tone. It was the TC electronics pedal back in the day. And it was like the first pedal that was this extra heavy thing but didn't sound so processed you know what i mean and right
5: and it's different with when you're recording an album you can get away with uh, a more processed scooped metal tone uh yeah. because you you know, you can mix it you know you can turn it up whenever you want but live when you have a, a super loud drummer and another guitar all i'm going for is clarity
3: i mm. want to understand every single note i'm yeah. playing
0: it's know? important it's
5: clarity important
3: clarity is good i would like i do like angle <laughs> amps a lot you know I had uh, one of my bands, another guitar player, had an Angle amp, and that was that was good. And um, that's like a like a, maybe a more modern amp that has like a lo- some good more gain yeah. and yeah. clarity.
5: I remember playing through that amp, and I liked it. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the Fireball. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: those are sick. What do you bring in, Sam? Uh,
4: I use a Mesa M nine Carbine as a head. Uh, typically on tour, it's through a Carvin four ten, and I've got a Electro Harmonics. Uh, Bass DI with like an overdrive channel on it and um been using a bass wah a little bit recently. Yeah, nice. Uh got a corona every, chorus. Every
2: song he's like, Well, oh, no, at rehearsal <laughs> doing it. Rehearsal like, going every, going little lake, every little lick, every little lick, steps on the pedal now. We
3: call him Sam Hammett. <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly. I gotta dial it back then. I thought it was more like Cliff. Okay. I know. <laughs> um yeah, so you know. Ouch. It's all good, yeah. So, and Fender bases, Seymour Duncan pickups. Are you using jazz or P? Uh, I've been playing my P bass at rehearsal lately, but I switched back and forth. i've Usually, I use the jazz bass on tour, just uh better-sounding bass. Um, just needs new strings. I'm just being lazy and haven't gotten new strings yet, so I've been playing the uh typical the basis. bass. <laughs> right? Uh, there's only
0: four strings, and there's still yeah. an excuse.
4: But no, it's no excuse. That's just what it is. I'm <laughs> just fucking with uh, it. It's. Easy. I've got this like sick uh pickup cover. Looks like Darth Vader and shit. It's
0: dope. Nice, nice. Hey, you guys talk. I gotta go pee. <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, um, going back to Great Fear Rising. I mean, we did miss the part where uh, standing up. <laughs> I am letting you through. It's <laughs> a little intimidating. Madison Square Garden.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome
4: to um, the running really back show. What, what is he gonna do? <laughs> he was just getting out of the. Of the at <laughs>
1: end of the song. Um, your little bass part. Bass
4: solo. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kluber. Kluber wrote that part. As far as like here's the bass solo and wrote a bass solo when he like demoed it out, but I'm just an, an asshole and was like, that's cool, but I'm going to write something different. <laughs> but that's a <So>. perfect
3: <laughs> example of how it works. Yeah. That was great. Fear rising was a really um, eclectic song with a lot of uh, contribution. Yeah. And, and I did write this really long outro that Lucas cut in half yeah fortunately because yeah, otherwise like, that'd be a nine minute song i like
5: the i like the parts but i think it, it would be more effective and it, it's
1: still a pretty long outro as yeah. it is but but i think just it's, from the fat
5: yeah
3: exactly yeah we, yeah. we, we do well, that no, we as a band like all the time
1: like we'll have some parts where we are like oh dude this is rad and then like either our producer or, or one of us is just like yeah let's just cut it so people want more you know instead of
3: well if lucas thinks it's going to sound better a certain way i'm like 99 he's going to be right you know yeah and so that's like once again, like the mutual respect. Like if someone is gonna do that, they're not doing it out of spite. I've been in bands like that. <laughs> right. That someone yeah. would actually screw the song yeah. to over uh, some song. Like ego ego changed. Yeah, or, over
4: some sick pride shit.
3: But then also how many songs have a bass solo? How cool is that? I know, that? that's
1: yeah, super right? sick. That's
3: awesome. And yeah, my my solo actually was pretty cool. It well, was. It was. But, I'm not saying it wasn't cool. It's but, just you know. then Sam's well, playing
1: Eric's. Well, bass I think solo. most importantly,
5: how many songs have a bass solo that doesn't seem forced? That, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That sounds yeah, like it yeah. belongs there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's hard.
4: Yeah. That's yeah. why I got the wah pedal. Stranglehold.
0: <laughs> Stranglehold's one that works. That bass solo in there. It does. Yeah. We were just talking about where's the phaser? at. Hell yeah. Cool. So, so much, I yeah. mean, like you know, a lot of with. What happened last year in 2021 here now? I mean, there's no, no one has a plan, but what's the goal for 2021?
5: Touring, we're, playing more. We're already working something out for, for, for the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you so guys
0: have, do you have an agent? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah.
4: We work with Ian Watts over at a uh, atomic music group. Um.
0: Ian, they need a hundred shows a year. I'm telling you. Yeah. This he's, man will break. he's
4: coming around We're that dude's dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah but we, you know, we've, we've, we get around. So like Eric was saying earlier, like we booked some shows in Arizona during this time, but those weren't through Ian. It's just if you wanna if you want the Vader, just just ask, you know what I mean? We'll work something out. So
0: And I think that's what it's gonna take for everyone at this point because you can't just schedule shows and hope people come up anymore. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like a lot of people are gonna be afraid. I mean, I'll tell you like I'm a huge sports guy, right? After this past year, I could care less. You know, what right? I, mean? I, I I learned to live without it. as much as I love it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll I'll still watch my calves or whatever, but I think more and more people are like, all right, I got a, I got along without that stuff. So you just got to take it to the people again. For and, sure, and this is what's great. You know, I love it because it's a revolution. You can do whatever you
2: want now. You, you know?
3: can, you can, yeah. The the rules. I mean, they do call it the Great Reset, and in a lot of ways, it is. Like you said, like they kind of took your sports away and you kind of adapted to it. And you're like, maybe Mm -hmm. I don't need that as much. So maybe people are reevaluating what they want to do because human beings a lot of times operate in habits. Yeah. And just, uh, but, um, it is neat that we are working with Ian Watts and we finally, cause we've been pretty much, pretty much DIY and to have someone like that has, um, helping us out that's a big step up for us this whole past year we did all the work to put us in this place and now it's time to get on the road and we're ready to go right now so we want to kind of we kind of want to we still get to operate in a club DIY level so we don't have to wait for all these insurance policies and and ticketing agencies to refigure their game out you know we can show up and we can kind of beat them so we want to go out and in apps and play live
4: yeah the real goal is to use this time to make some noise so that when all those bigger venues are booking again that we've made enough noise that somebody wants to have these who the fuck are these guys that have just been killing it while we've been sitting on our asses waiting for you know, Palladium or fucking the Troubadour or whatever, to you know, something mm-hmm. Fonda, something at that kind of caliber and get a support kind of spot. That's that's the real goal, you know, is to make some fucking noise.
0: Yeah. And I honestly think that that music you said, the Great Reset, like it's at zero and only the strongest are going to survive here on out. And I think metal bands and rock and roll bands and, and bands that that really do it organically are the ones that will eventually survive. You know, there's there's something to be said about, say, you take the 80s, take a slice of the 80s and all these horrible bands. I'm sorry if anyone likes them like (laughs) Britney Fox or Cinderella, like all these bands that that were complete like record company bands. Right. Yeah. And so once that went away for them, they they don't they can't do anything. But bands like Suicidal or Anthrax or Metallica that did their own thing and did the DIY. They were All able right. to just keep going, keep going, keep it going, keep like going. It seems like
5: pioneers are the ones yeah. that stick because... They were first and... It's almost like every time that a band becomes successful there's a hundred bands that try to do what that successful band yep. did. Yeah. And then maybe the top three kind of hang around, but all the rest, mm-hmm. it's like once the hype is over. exactly That, that band that, that was one of the pioneers, um, they're going to change. They're not going to keep doing that. And that's why they're special because they're, they do whatever they want. And that's what they did in the first place. That's why they got the recognition because they were different. And then by the time uh, the bands that are trying to mimic what they do, kind of get some recognition. So they're already doing something
2: else. Yeah. You know, metallic exactly. is a great example.
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm. They're, they're one of the best examples at that, you know what I mean? Because they're leaders in, in the whole thing and they're, mm-hmm. they're the innovators. Yeah. So what happens is a label will miss out on that. So they'll come <laughs> in like with the Nirvana, everyone missed out on Nirvana. So they come in and they sign like Bush or Silverchair yeah, uh, or these horrible bands. Uh,
5: uh, what what is it? Say? Candlebox.
0: Candlebox.
4: That yes. first Silverchair record's all right. Take it easy. Um, uh, <laughs> those they were like sixteen or seventeen, dude.
5: That's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, you
0: were probably I, that's fine. So we're free. And I think I'm part. I think I'm
4: partial because one of the hot moms when I worked for after school care fucking showed it to me. So okay, lead with why. that next time. <laughs> so we don't judge you. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> ah,
5: so she has a name. <laughs>
4: Yeah. What <laughs> happened there? Nothing. Ah uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I took care of our kids.
0: <laughs> Is that a Ooh. euphemism?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have been fired <laughs> here for the rock and roll and the bands that they tell me about. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's do this. Let's close out. What song do you guys want to close out with?
5: Oh, damn. Um,
0: All
5: right. So, uh, so uh, people, mm, people heard, I can't
1: take it. I, I want, want
4: more. Yeah. Give us glasses. an exclusive. I say losing control. Losing control. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: was doing it. Losing control.
4: That's oh, that's the one that's uh when we were writing it, working title was called Power Trip and then it just became oh. Power Trip Turbo Negro. So that's what that's what that one is. <laughs>
0: All right. I love that song. So thank you guys so much for coming out. Um a
4: fucking a. April twenty third, Great V Rising, yes. pick it up.
0: Everyone buy this album, everyone go see this band. They're um, out here working.
4: May first stages in Santa Ana, California. So I'll be there. Let's let's see be it. there. That's done. I think we got oh, yeah. people coming from uh, Arizona and Nevada, Vegas and Phoenix and shit. So,
1: oh. All right. Well, Should let's be cool. do it. In a bus?
4: Uh, I be don't be know <laughs> how they're traveling, but they're I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping they're taking a air balloon I'll tell you that. that. Jumping off so so the so stratosphere so and hoping yeah. for the best. Wait, wait. <laughs> who's playing drums? Adrian Aguilar from X Mortis and Legal Tender and every other cool shit. Before we play this
1: song, though, I do want to say, Lucas, your lyrics for I Want More Awesome, because it, oh, it kind does. of wraps up everything you were talking about today. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. You does. don't want those like cliche lyrics and just what the music industry is all about and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: cool. I just th- I think we're at a point of of another great um, happening of L.A. bands. You guys are leading that. Lungs are part of that. You yeah. guys are part of that. Like, yeah, Lungs are dope. Yeah, dude, It's there's a lot of great bands in L.A., so I really appreciate you guys doing that and flying the flag for Los Angeles, even though we're not all from here. And thank you, guys. And this is Void Vader. See ya.